Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, Oscar's drama, Trolley Incident and Our Week on the Norfolk Broads. Now, Lippy. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yes, I tried doing this on my own last week and it was rubbish. (laughs) Did you not send it out in the end? No, I did. It was very, very short. Very short. Uh, I included a fun fact, which I didn't call a fun fact. I forgot to introduce it. I just blurted it out. It uh, it lacks an awful lot of energy, let's put it that way. So I won't be doing that one again. Now, this is going out on the 1st of April. Yes. However, there are no April Fool's jokes in this. No. Have you? Are you going to do any April Fool's jokes? No. What, on myself? No, on, on Mum. Well, maybe. She's probably playing golf. I thought it's my last day at work on Friday. It is, isn't it? I thought I might go in and be like, do you think I can carry on working? No, don't do that. No, that's not, no. No, no. it wouldn't end well, would no, it? No, that's not funny. No. No. Anyway, we were going to talk about our boat trip from yes. before last, but with a couple of news items have have appeared. One of which you Popped wanted to talk up. about popped yes. up. So you wanted to discuss the Oscars from last night, night before, I believe. Night before, okay. Yes, the dr- to be honest, the drama. Like I was shocked, but um, apparently I obviously don't know because I wasn't watching it in full. Apparently, on the majority of services where people could watch the Oscars, they cut this out or they edited it in a way that meant you couldn't quite tell if it was a joke or not. Oh, really? Apart from Australia and another country who played the whole clip, all of the words, everything. I I think you need to elaborate a little bit on what happened because I I knew nothing about this until you mentioned it yesterday. Yes, Um, so... I would be blissfully ignorant. Chris Rock, who plays... Who does he play? Oh, he's been in lots of films and he's generally a bit irritating. He's the zebra in Madagascar. I think that's that's quite a common one. Anyway, so he was presenting this part of the Oscars. I don't know if he presented the whole evening or if it was just this section. And as they do with the award shows, they make a few jokes and some of them do go a bit far. And he decided to make a joke about Will Smith, which you can tell he found Will Smith laughed along to fine with he then made a joke about will smith's wife jada which he wasn't so happy with got up on stage slapped him and like the most powerful slap i think i've ever seen then went down and shouted keep your wife's rude word name out of out of your mouth twice at him and he was i think to be honest in the situation, Chris Rock dealt with it very well. He didn't, he just said, yep, sorry, I won't mention her again. And just kind of moved on and said, that's going to be a, that's going to go down in history as a TV moment. Yes, I suspect it is. Mm. I, I've read a number of different opinions on this today. And yes. one of them was it was all fake designed yes. to uh, boost the uh, ailing figures of people watching the oscars which has become probably more irrelevant as day by day i did see that but at the same time it hasn't increased the viewers of the oscars because people are just watching that one clip and then not the rest of it and they weren't watching it live either 
And I don't think that one clip's going to make them watch it live next year. I, so it I doesn't so, seem no. logical for it to have been set by the Oscars to be like, let's cause some drama. Awards ceremonies have got a bit of a tainted history mm. when you look back at them. Um, Ricky Gervais has, I'm not sure which ones he's hosted, presumably in this country, but he's been very close, or if not past the mark. Mm. And 26 years ago, Julian Clary made a comment whilst uh, presenting an award that meant his phone didn't ring for about two years after that. And it's not something I can repeat on here because it was very, very rude. Yes. But if you, uh, if you are interested in seeing that, it's, uh, there's a YouTube clip all over the mm. place. But uh, it seems to be a bit of a poison chalice, to be honest, these awards series. Because I feel like the presenters are there to kind of make lots of jokes, make it a bit more interesting, but they do just go a bit too far sometimes. It's kind of weird because the footage that you can see of it... Will Smith looks like he's laughing to start with, but you can tell Jada was not happy with the joke because the joke was about her hair. And unfortunately, she has alopecia, so she can't grow hair. So it yeah, it was a very touch-and-go subject to make a joke about. But my favourite part was 10 minutes later, he won Best Actor and then had to go up and do a speech. Yes, yes, it does make the whole thing a bit bizarre, doesn't it? Mm. I think my view on it is... Chris Rock really shouldn't have made that joke unless he knew mm. the couple well, which he clearly yes. didn't, didn't because it, it invoked a and bit of reaction. I do think that uh, Will Smith did overreact a bit. It's not. Yeah, not and he has come out and apologised to Chris Rock now and to the award people and said that he's really embarrassed and disappointed in the way he reacted. But Will Smith's had a lot of issues recently because his wife cheated on him and it, uh, it didn't okay. come out very long ago. And I think they've been having a rough patch. And I think she, he saw that she wasn't impressed by the comment and he wanted to stand up for her and he just took it. It was, it was all a bit much. Yeah. One of those unfortunate incidences, I mm. think. Yes, definitely. Well, they were, there was talks of him getting his award taken away from him. Does seem a bit extreme. Which, yeah, does seem a little bit extreme. But Talking of incidences, I uh, went to visit my mum yesterday who has... Alzheimer's. She's eight, eight ninety in June, and took her to the garden centre. We took her uh, quite a bit of time to convince her she wanted to go out, despite the fact she kept saying, "I want to go out." So anyway, so we went to a very nice garden centre, and we had a cup of tea and some cake, and picked up some uh, compost and some stones and a planter and some plants. And so it's all on the trolley, and I'd managed to park quite close to the exit. The, past the tills so pushed the trolley left it at the back of the car uh, while i went to unlock it and i said i'll oh, just hold on to that so she's hanging on to it so i walked around unlocked the door turned round to see the trolley disappearing off down the car park <laughs> followed by what i can only describe as an 80 year old mr bean moving as fast as possible <laughs> but slower than the actual trolley so <laughs> fortunately there i mean there didn't appear to be much of a slope, so it didn't pick up very much speed and didn't crash into anything. But it was, it was one of those things. You, know, I wish I'd filmed that or been able to film it because it was absolutely hilarious. We both had a had quite a laugh about it. That's it. Yeah, I can I can really picture that in my head. Her stumbling along trying to grab the trolley, and also she was wearing this phenomenally long coat that comes down to just above her ankles. And if you've ever seen Hot Fuzz, there's a character in there that wears a long coat in yes. the summer, and he's got these two massive great guns in there. The, the, <laughs> 
scene towards the end. So it was a little bit like that, but mm. shuffling along like some cross between Mr. Bean and C-3PO from Star yeah. Wars. It's very funny. Very <laughs> funny. Anyway, back to our boat trip. Yes. So for listeners who don't remember the sorry tale, wife of Grumpy managed to lose two passports, mm. which we only discovered about 10 days before we were due to go. Yes. And it was impossible to get replacements in time. Then Chris hurt his knee mm. in uh, in a football game, so he would be now unable to ski. And to be honest, I don't think I would have had the energy to do much skiing. No. So all in all, plus the cost of petrol going through the roof, so yeah. it cost us a fortune to get down there. So with all of that, we cancelled that and decided to hire a boat on the north of Broads. We did. Well, I have a list of observations. I mean, overall, it was a cracking week. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was really nice and very relaxing. I feel like it was very, it felt like it was just the five of us, lots of nature, lots of downtime, just really nice and It it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I mean, the Mm. days, with the exception of one, where we went into Norwich on the train, were glorious. You know, Mm. blue skies. There was a bit of a wind a cold wind there so was, some yeah. of the days was a bit bit chilly but the nights were so cold so cold. just bitterly cold and you'd packed sensibly yes in terms very of and i think you'd taken extra blankets as well yes we actually packed an extra blanket on top of the extra blanket we were going to bring yeah. so we had two blankets and then the duvet that they provided and then i had pyjamas full length yeah. pyjamas and socks on every night <laughs> so i'd packed what i thought was a long sleeve pyjama top mm. but actually turned out to be my cranny lions polo shirt because they are exactly the same colors yeah. and i was packing in a rush uh, but i did have a sleeping bag and that worked quite well so i got into the sleeping bag and then wrapped the duvet over the top and that and i was certainly warm enough but the condensation in that cabin yes yeah. absolutely horrendous um, opening the door did help Yes, the first night though, I I, I feel like I had a minor ha- um, heart attack. I just had a drip in my eye, and I was like, didn't know what it was. Panicked, was, <laughs> yes. and then another drip came down and hit me on my cheek, and I was yeah. like, oh, it's coming from the window. Yeah, yeah there was the, uh, quite a bit of that. Mm. But uh, that aside, uh, the you know the weather was was good, and it sort of made up for it. There was a heater on the boat, but it was the most noisiest, smelliest so heater. Loud in existence mm. so it's a small i think it's a wabasto they call it diesel heater uh but it blows the hot air around and it got the the sort of the living area in the middle yes. really quite warm yeah. that worked really well but it just didn't have the power to pump it through to the bedroom so those no. were just as always cold, cold. But, but the noise it's just you know after 20 minutes again well i'm either going to go outside or turn it off one of the two yeah. and then of course the first time we turned it off and the blimmy thing didn't turn off yeah and we were sat there for ages yeah uh, so it goes in some sort of shutdown process where it mm. carries on for a few minutes but you sit there thinking well do i pull the fuse out do, yeah. do i find the boat yeah what do i do and the switch was flicked a few times i think yeah did you do it yeah. the right way well it's a rocker switch and you can never be certain mm. with these things no and the other oddity is we, I mean, we were out of season somewhat, mm. but there was quite a lot of places shut. There was, yeah. And the electricity posts, which I never worked out how to get the cards so you could use them, uh, they seemed to all be shut as well, and things like water points. So it was a, it was a bit tricky in places, and we could have done with a bit more assistance in knowing yes. where 
where the boatyards that were open because one of them on the map we rocked up at and it had been shut for two years but it's <laughs> still on the still map there. still there so you mentioned wildlife mm. and there was areas where there was massive collections of swans and geese yes uh but ducks seem to feature just about all over and chris seemed to get a bit of affiliation with the ducks I don't know how he did it, to be honest, but wherever Chris was, there was a duck. Yeah, he sort of became a duck whisperer, didn't he? Yeah. It's really quite bizarre, but I him and his posse of ducks... I he's a feeder. He's a feeder. Well, he was going to eat them. No. He's oh, feed the feed ducks, them. yes. No. Yes, yeah. Well, where, where was it we stayed? Readham. They'd uh, climbed onto the boat. Onto the boat, yes. And were pecking at the windows, but they did leave their mark, some very, very slippery poo. Yes, they did. That had nothing to do with me. I did not feed them in order for them to get on the boat. No, no, they just came seeking they out just, food. Like, yeah, and manic. weirdly knew where the window was and knew where we were sat. So it kept looking through the window at me, and I was like, "This is really creepy." <laughs> well, we did have the lights on, so I guess it's not. No, but the curtains were closed, and every time I opened the curtain to have a look, it was right yeah. there. Yes, that's very well. Maybe they were all lined up along the side, just waiting. So one of the advantages of not going skiing, I thought, was I wouldn't injure myself. Yes, we did think that that would be an advantage, but... It didn't happen, though, did it? It didn't happen, no. no. So Reedham is quite tidal. There's uh, probably a good metre difference between low and high tide, mm. and quite a strong current through there. Uh, we got off the boat to go to the train station in the morning at pretty much high tide and I got one leg off and then I got my foot caught on the edge of the boat and yeah. just went flying fortunately onto the slightly muddy uh, path rather and than not, into the water which for a moment it did look like because you tend to try and stop yourself when you fall like most people do and it looked like you were going to stumble forwards a bit <laughs> in which case yes. you would have just gone straight headfirst into yeah, the water absolutely. Absolutely, yes. I avoided that by falling on my face instead. Yes. So, uh, yes. So nothing really damaged. Just a bit of pride. Mm. Yeah, being the last one to get off the boat, and I'm I'm sure there were a couple of comments made to another person in the group yes, about that, being careful and, yeah. and not falling off. Yes. The problem is, is I've had a couple of procedures in that area. My left hip's not quite as flexible mm. as the right one and actually what i should have done if i got off with the other foot first i would have been fine but yeah. uh, i've can... noticed that in yoga it's not not very symmetrical in that area mm. in terms of flexibility but that, that no doubt will come back so we did a bit of an epic trip we did through great yarmouth mm. uh, which needed some revision of tide timetables which i yes. haven't looked at in uh well over 20 years i shouldn't think so there was a little bit of panic on my part hoping that i'd read these things right because the boat wouldn't go under the bridge if it was high tide if it was high tide mm. uh, at all and not to mention the currents as well uh does make it a bit tricky and um, yes. those boats are limited somewhat and on, on the way back we had we were a little bit earlier so it was just the start of slack water but there's still a bit of a current coming out of Braden Water, which we yes. just come across, which then meets the River Yar, I think it is, or Burr, that goes up to the north, Norfolk Broads. But the problem is, of course, you're being pushed in two directions there. Yeah. So we had the boat flat out, and mm. it, I, there was a point of shit, we're not going to make this. I mean, we're going to crash into the bridge. It was um, very spectacular driving, to be honest. 
yes, but it was just the uh, we got round one obstacle, and Charlotte, who did most of the driving and did a very very good job, she said, "Oh, oh we got round that one." And I'm thinking, no, because we're now heading to the edge of the old bridge, so I just just push it as far forward as you can get. Yeah. But, uh, yes, yeah, so that was. I, I was. I was a bit. I was glad when we got past that. Yeah. But, uh, we did spend the next hour or so with it on full throttle and not mm. actually making Going the speed limits. So yeah. yeah, it's quite a bit of current at that point. Oh, you'd be interested. Though we used eighty-four pounds worth of diesel. Mm. I think it was too bad, and probably most of it bad. on that that trip out of um, Great Yarmouth with it on yeah. full throttle. And the other thing we had, I can't remember the days because they all sort of merged into one. I think we went to North Norwich on, on the Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. So Tuesday, so Tuesday afternoon, we crossed Braden Water, and it was mm. a bit uh, a bit breezy and a bit chilly. But both wife of Grumpy and Charlotte said, the sky looks really orange. Mm. And this was the day before the Sahara yes. um, sand drop. So the following day, or was it that night? So we got up and the boat was covered in, in orange sand. So that was, so it was the Thursday we went to Norwich. No, it was Tuesday. We oh, in- Wednesday. Because we were going to go Thursday, but it meant too much of a jump back but also yes wednesday was the wet day oh yeah so we were walking back from norwich when the rain started yes that's right and yes so it was wednesday night yeah so i remember seeing chris's jacket i think i was like why is it why is the rain dirty and then when we woke up the next day we had an orange boat it was a bit of an orange boat my car's still orange actually and it does need a bit of a wash interestingly my friend of mine who's got a uh, just bought a house in malaga in spain he was there this last week and they had another dump of, of sand there and they said it's the worst they've had it's clogged all the drains of the street oh. up and it's just like yeah. a brown mess all over the place mm. so it, it has caused a few problems i don't i don't know why it suddenly started coming over one of the mysteries to me about boating is this business of toilet pump outs yes and i remember i've been a couple of times with a group of lads and one of the must have been 1981 and it was the week Prince Charles and Diana were married. Mm. And it was a bank holiday on that day. And I think that must have been a Wednesday. And nowhere, nowhere apart from the pubs was open on that Wednesday. And there's, I don't know, there's 12 blokes on this boat. And we are desperate for a pump out. It's boiling hot as well. The mm. toilets were stinking. So I remember that very clearly. In other trips, I don't remember whether we got whether pump house or not. But I asked the guy before we left, I said, oh, what do we do about toilet pump house? And he said, oh, well, I think probably about Tuesday. Bear in mind, we picked the boat up on Sunday. And I'm thinking, oh, it's yeah. a bit early, isn't it? Mm. So I said, well, how do you tell? And he said, oh, well, it will start spelling. But we managed to get away with it. Yeah, either we were all nose blind by that point. <laughs> well, I don't think so, because we could smell other stuff. Yeah, true, true. And wife of Grumpy can smell poo from about 100 yards. <laughs> secret talent of wife of company yeah. so i don't know whether it's just a bit of a con really this pump out because obviously you've got to pay extra for that i guess it depends how much you're using the toilets we did spend a whole day off the boat yes we did and there was only five of us on an eight berth boat so mm. and personally i went off the boat as much as possible yes indeed but there, as you say there was only that one day we really had access to mm. to toilets apart from evening meals but it, for me, it's a bit late there. Yes. But we, we did have one blockage, but we won't go into that. No, that was nobody on this podcast. No, absolutely not. One of the things we did find fairly early on in um, 
Roxham was a teapot that pours properly. Yes, we did, didn't we? In that little cafe. In that cafe. But mm. we mentioned it to the owner. We've got a little video clip, actually. We'll stick on uh, Instagram. Uh, we mentioned it to the owner. And he said, oh, no, I know what the problem with this is. is people pour too fast. And I thought, oh, oh nonsense. Anyway, when I was having a cup of tea with my mum yesterday at this garden centre, it came in with little teapots of a similar sort of design. Mm. And I went to pour it, poured it too fast, went everywhere. But okay, well, let's try it. it Slow it down. It was absolutely fine. People so he made me onto to something. Tea. Yeah. 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 So next time I come across one of the teapot designs, I don't think pour very well. Pour it slow and see. I shall try it slowly and see. We've got some where I work. I'll try one. Oh, have you? I think so, yeah. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're all over the place. I think we may even have one here, actually, somewhere. <laughs> back, of the, back of the cupboard somewhere. And talking of a mess, the mud anchor that you get with the front. Oh, my God. That was God, awful. It, and heavy. You, it is really heavy. And it's doubly heavy because it's got a ton of mud on it as well. Yeah. But trying to, trying to, the problem is you think, well, I'll just swish it in the water get the mud off but then you're worried well this is quite heavy if i swish too hard i'm gonna put a hole in front of the boat so you end up just pulling a whole load of gunge up yeah and then did we have a mop no No. we had to get a mop and that stuff really smelled as well yeah it's a bit like bosom mud i don't know if you remember Mm. that a friend of ours fell in the bosom mud and it just sucks you in it's almost like quicksand and that Mm. reeks that's horrible stuff Uh, and you imagine all the sort of well, spilt diesel and goodness only knows what was at the bottom of oh, some of those there, pools. Yeah. So we also had this mystery castle that Wife of Grumpy kept, kept going on about. about. And, and then found it on the map and discovered that it consisted of one wall. It was had been ruined <laughs> for some time. And in fact, we had, we stopped and had uh, a drink, didn't we, and lunch quite close we to did. it. And yes. she was so unimpressed with the fact it was only a wall. I think it was somewhere else. I um, I don't think she knew where this castle was. This oh, castle very might... Clear might not have even been off of the Norfolk Broads, in my opinion. I reckon this castle was completely different county. Uh, it could well be. Absolutely could could well be. I mean, the number of times we had... I think we went up that church. And we did actually find the church. It was on Ramworth Broad. Uh, but there was a few occasions where... That, oh, no, it was that church. Well, it looks mm. identical to that one. And, yeah. we, and you can't stop here. So how did we get up that one? Yeah. <laughs> so we did go and climb the... I think it was 89 steps, which were quite tight and very worn. But it was mm. the cracking view from the top. I so saw you from the boat for that you one. You did. You did indeed. That was the best place to be, I think. Yes, in the warm, <laughs> in the boat, reading a book. Oh, but it was lovely by then. It was boiling hot, wasn't it? It was actually that day, yes. Mm. On the yes. Friday. And there was a, a very loud gentleman talking about asparagus in the pub yes. which was which was very useful because he reminded me i needed to buy asparagus to plant uh. which i have actually got five in now so it's mm. got to wait two years before we can eat any of it oh that's a bit yeah. annoying it is a little bit annoying yeah i need something with the quicker reward scheme yes indeed but then it lasts 20 years so you don't have to replant it then that's that's what i'm looking the benefit for. Yeah. yeah absolutely the benefit so one thing I did notice looking at the map on the Norfolk Broads is there are a number of bridges you can't get boats under and it tells you it's very clear as a big plate on there. We'll not go under Roxham Bridge or this mm. bridge and the other. And the place we got the boat from, Herbert Woods, is in Potter Higham. And the Potter Higham Bridge is quite notorious for not being able to get boats under. It's very low. And when we took the boat back, I said to the guy, I said, oh, I quite fancy doing 
the the bit north from here have you got any boats that will go under there and he said well our day boats will go under there he said and you might get one of our other boats under but you might not get it back again because obviously tides coming up and down Uh, and spring tides and neap tides which i think are about a week apart maybe two weeks apart he said so you could go under one day get under and then come back at the end of the week yeah and not be able to get it back again he said so we don't advise anybody apart from the day boats go under which was a real shame because there's a whole sort of bit up there that's that's worth why is it a day trip with a b&b off the side of the you could do well what he said is what what you can do is have it tack an extra day onto the holiday and then take a day boat and we give you a discount on the the day boat uh, but also, uh, if we can get under Rock, not Roxham Bridge, uh, Stalin Bridge, which is the other one, which I think the boat we had would go under, um, then there's there's a bit more up there to explore there, yeah. from Stalin. But Stalin's a big boatyard on its own, and I'm sure I've had boats on there before, so maybe that's. Place oh, to get start a boat from time. the other side yeah. of the bridge to start yeah. with. So, if you're thinking of a boat trip on the Norfolk Broads, I'd highly recommend it. I hate to think what it would be like in the height of summer. Um, I know. Look, looking at the number of boats in the boatyard, and that's a relatively small one compared mm. to certainly the ones at Stalham. Also, the initial walkthrough wasn't very deep. Like, I know he asked if we wanted to do the drive, and we yeah. said no because you obviously know how to do a, drive a boat. But I can't imagine just potter, pottering up and then back down would really teach you that much about how to drive the boat. No, no, not at all. And I think no. I drove it for all of about ten minutes, the it's, whole it, trip. Yeah, it was hard. And it, and as ever, it's the slow stuff where you mm. have the problems. And that was a big old boat; it was forty-four foot. Oh, God, and the guy that broke his boat. Oh God, yes. You didn't mention uh, him. No, we didn't. No. So we. It was the first day, wasn't it? It was the next it was morning. The, I think. Yes. Yeah. It was yes. A Monday. So we had parked up Charlotte again beautiful parking but quite a tight little one between two boats didn't hit anyone didn't hit the back we jumped off we tied up it was rear what do they call it rear mooring stern stern is what they call it rear (laughs) mooring good grief so the next day we woke up and we were kind of pottering about getting ready and we were out on the dock part and i think you were sat inside maybe i saw it but i can't think Mm. where i was to see it and Charlotte, Chris and I were sat at the top and we were watching them and we all looked at each other and we were like, he's going way too fast to be doing that. And he, whereas I think you're meant, you're meant to drift in, aren't you, backwards? Stop accelerating at some point and let the boat just drift in so you don't hit it hard. Yeah. I mean, the thing is you have very limited steering going backwards because mm. the the rudder is in front of the propeller going backwards. You do have, and I was going to mention this, a bow thruster. And that is, if you can get a boat with a bow thruster, then you can cover up a multitude of sins. So <laughs> what we would do is Charlotte would con- get it sort of lined up and control the speed, and then I'd swing the front round with the mm. bow thruster to get it straight. And it works really well, to be honest, that, yeah. that, that, that process. This man did not have that. And I could imagine it was one of his first times driving a boat because he accelerated, not full pelt. He was definitely going slow, but he was definitely still accelerating backwards and just smashed into the dock. And you just heard the big crunch 
And we all saw the whole back just bend around the thing and snap in the middle. And we were like, oh my God. And then his wife, who from the, from what we could see, his wife possibly had done it before because she just ran straight. She was doing the ropes and she ran yeah. straight through the boat and grabbed the steering wheel and then sorted it out for him. But oh my God. Well, he must have been doing... What's the speed limit on there? Three miles an mm. hour? He must have been doing three miles an hour when he hit that. Just didn't slow down at all. No. And this is this is the problem. This is why it's better to go to stop and have to give it a bit more oomph than to go and slam you, into it and break you, the back you of the boat. You can't stop. You just it's impossible to stop. Madness. Very very difficult. Yes, that was that was a bit unfortunate. It was a little bit like is it speed two where they have that boat that hits the quayside and then just carries on going in a most ridiculous hollywood fashion but that no just idea. unrelenting advance of a boat mm. is uh was was terrifying so. oh and then we saw a what we supposed to be or labeled a drunken lady zigzagging oh, yes. up one of the uh one she of was the all over the place she was she seemed to be having a whale of a time so <laughs> she i'm really not gonna did. knock it but uh, <laughs> she did not stay in a straight line it was yeah, very so. much almost hit the bank. Okay, now come back into the middle. Now almost yeah. hit the bank. And now all the way back into the middle. Yes, yeah, so whilst we would have panicked doing that, she seemed to be quite happy with Just it. Just smiling so, away. Yeah, waving. absolutely. <laughs> so have you got a top tip for us this week? I do have a top tip. Excellent. It's not a very good top tip, I will say now. Is it one of yours? It is, yes. Oh dear. My top tip this week is because it's a new chocolate bar and I really love it. And it's brand new, I think. It says okay. new on the packet, so I hope it's new. Okay. My top tip is to go out and buy some caramel. I don't really know what it is, but it tastes like liquid gold. Do you know and what liquid gold, gold tastes like? No, I don't know that either. It just tastes really good. Very creamy. Helps a sore throat. It's good. Well, according to Cadbury's, it is a uniquely crafted golden white chocolate made from 100% sustainable cocoa with a smooth, silky texture and delicious caramel taste. Mm, that sounds like a great description. I didn't think white chocolate had cocoa in it. According to the actual ingredients, there's no... Oh, yeah, a cocoa butter. Sorry, what butter? Cocoa. Cocoa. C-O- it's Isn't it pronounced cocoa? coca. No, but it's C O C. It's C O C O A. But it's pronounced coco. Do you know what? We, I did that when we were away as well. Did, were you so there when times. I did that? I was sat looking at the map and I said, Oh, are we going to Norwich? Norwich, yeah. <laughs> and we did. And it has to be said, the people in Norfolk are very, very friendly. Oh, so friendly. Um, Everyone. Everyone was friendly. The size of the meals was epic. Oh, ridiculous and, food. And the cost was amazing. Mm. And just really, really good value eating out there. And, yes. Um, yes, we, we stumbled on Ackle, isn't it? We kept pronouncing it Auckland, was told off. But it's yes. Ackle Bridge Inn. Uh, this was St. Patrick's Day, wasn't it? It was, so they, yes. It was absolutely full by the time we left. But they managed to squeeze mm. us in. Not a problem. Yeah, we were quite but, early and they were yeah. so lovely. The chef even came out to see us for that he one. Did. Yeah, food was absolutely banging. And in mm. Nor- uh, Norwich as well. Norwich. We went into, into Bill's and they'd started a new menu. And the, it's a very vegan up. area as well. Yes. There's a lot of vegan options. We went to a whole vegan cafe where the cake was interesting. Yes, it was all right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it wasn't bad. It, it yeah. was quite 
the brownie was really nice. Yeah, the brownie was really and good. And the cookies were good, actually. It was just yeah. the... the Cake was a bit dry. It was a little bit, wasn't it? I don't know why that was. In fact, I had some vegan cake yesterday just because that was the only chocolate cake on there and mm. that certainly wasn't wasn't dry at all. But we did learn something about vegan cafes. We can't take Chris and Charlotte there because everything has nuts in oh, it. It's just... So neither yeah. of them could eat anything that we had got because it had peanuts and almonds. Yeah. was tricky. But you mm. had a good selection of non-dairy milks, which was good. Yes. yes. Just about any, anything you can imagine you can milk. Has been and a few things that you can't. Anyway, I have a Norfolk Brawls related fun fact. Oh, go on then. Up until 60 years ago, the Brawls were thought to be a natural occurrence due to the sheer scale of their proportions and their natural appearance. However, in the 1950s, botanist Dr. Joyce Lambert revealed they're actually the result of peat diggings in the 14th century. Oh, wow. So I'd, I'd heard before that they were man-made, but couldn't work out why and and that's that's why so they take peat out uh to be used as fuel and um they're just filled with water poor peter i wonder how he yeah well it's good that they're not digging that up anymore because it's not an environmentally friendly thing to do no yes so man-made broads that's it for this podcast thank you so much for listening you can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. goodbye.